Hey everybody, welcome to It's Real with Jordan and Demi, alongside Demi Ramos in New York City. I am Jordan Edwards in Kansas City, temporarily. (laughs) We are really excited to have Yeek on the show today. Uh, He's a super talented uh, singer, uh, songwriter, filmmaker, just all around media creator person um, from the West Coast. And Demi, you were the one who actually, like, you were the one, like, we need to get Yeek on the show. Absolutely. I mean, Yeek, um, you can label his music as pop music, but he does come from a alternative and rock background, which is why I really love him. And you can kind of hear those elements in his pop music. So he's definitely pushing boundaries um, all over the place. And we're going to talk about that. All right. So let's talk to him. Yeek, what is going on? Hey, what's going on? How, how y'all doing? Uh, we're doing great. We're doing great. First of all, sweet hat. By the way, your hat game. Demi is a hat person, so I'm sure she appreciates. Oh, is this the hat of the day? This is. Yeah, the- I actually got. I actually um, bought like four different like beanies uh, the other day at Melrose Trading Post, and so I'm just like wearing it now. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I love hats. I had like way too many hats. And one of the few people who can pull off a bucket hat with the upturned rim, Bill, and it <laughs> looks cool. Like that's hard to do. That's hard to do. Yeah. I will yeah. lose just like a little beanie here. What yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you are in, are you in L- uh, LA right now? Yeah, I'm in, I'm in LA, Pasadena, you know, which is like LA County. Kinda yeah, I used to live, I used to live in uh, Burbank, so. Me too, me too. Oh yeah, Burbank. yeah. I just moved from Burbank to here in August. Burbank's all right, Burbank's all right. Yeah, Burbank's all right. It's it's cool though, it's cool though. I like, I like being kind of like tucked away. You're kind of in uh, coyote country up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What in Pasadena? Oh yeah, up in the mountains there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah exactly. There's yeah. like there's like snow on the mountains sometimes too. <laughs> You're an artist born from the DIY culture. Um, tell us about your journey from DIY to the next level. Um, yeah, so I so I was born in Jersey City and uh spent like elementary middle school there, moved to South Florida where I spent like middle school, high school, and then moved here like eight years ago. And um, I think within those times where I was like from Jersey to Florida, uh, I was exposed to like having instruments around drums, guitar. I'm sorry. At church. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like my parents, my parents were involved in the church. So like they had, they had um, instruments around. So like, it was kind of just like there at my exposure. And then, so I would just like mess around with it. And, um, yeah, am I allowed to curse? Because like I, I feel like it's You're so totally. <laughs> it, it might slip out, so that's the only reason I ask. But yeah, um, it was there, and uh, yeah, so I think I think just like the whole idea of like just picking up, picking up like uh, any instrument and just doing it, kind of like that's where it came from, and also just watching like my older brother, my older cousins, and and um just like older family members, they would do like Nirvana covers in the basement and just mm. like play punk music, play like loud punk music. And uh, that's kind of like where I got the, the whole attitude and mentality from and kind of took it to Florida, started some bands with some friends I met in, in middle school and high school. And um, I think as, as a kid, I always just was always trying to like create something. And 
I just whatever tools I had to do it, like I, you know, I just made it happen. So that's kind of like where the whole DIY attitude came from. Was there a scene in Florida that you can that you can uh, give credit to? Um, yeah, there. I mean, yeah, there was, there was, but it wasn't too, it wasn't too active, you know. Like it wasn't. It was kind of something like if if specifically in Naples, like where I where I live like fort myers naples area it's like it's kind of a scene snowbirds, it's snowbirds and yeah exactly yeah. snowbirds it's not very friendly for like a younger crowd and it's like even if you like throw a party like it gets shut down in like seconds just like but it, and it's crazy because it's like it's like all the way in the middle of the woods like where you don't think anyone's gonna like find you partying and then all it takes is one all it takes like, is one like irritated old lady to hear the music coming from the house you know exactly exactly that's that's exactly it but yeah yeah you're you have this you have this style you in the last few years there's been this emergence of this rock r&b hybrid style that i kind of draw back to uh people like miguel who kind of pioneered that sort of like r&b but also with guitars kind of vibe you know and now you think of people like Steve Lacey and the internet and post Malone, of course. And, uh, you know, we're seeing that, that, that hybrid R and B rock sound is really becoming popular. Do you feel like it's catching up to you because you've been doing this kind of music for years mm -hmm. and now do you feel like it's your time because that's what's popular now. Um, you know, I, I think for a while I, I felt, I felt like, it was rare to to like um see their blends of like sounds that were like like as far as like rock and alternative and r&b like at one point when i was like that was something i was trying to achieve it, it felt kind of like a rarity and you know it's it's it was kind of it's kind of cool to see it like become like an actual thing and like something popular in music and something that you know it it yeah in in a, in a sense it did make me feel more like you know the the music could surface more and and like and yeah but i i think i think for, like where i'm at now is um i think where i'm at now is like i think where i where i started was always like r&b like vocals and stuff so i think i'm i'm finding a way to like uh bridge the gap like my alternative rock background and like bring back some of the r&b vocals to that and like i think miguel is like a good reference that you bring up too but yeah, I think, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question at all. Yeah, that's good. That's that, that's about right. <laughs> well, you know, I uh, one thing that I really love about your sound is you have great production. You have really cool, interesting samples. You don't just put out the every. You know, everyone's kind of tired of the eight oh eights and hi hats. As uh, um, you have a little bit of, of that going on, but you also have like these weird, um, you know, samples. These drum sounds and these you know keyboard sounds that sound unexpected like i i feel like if i was going to describe your sound i would say it's familiar but it's not Ooh. so so tell us about your production who do you work with to get those sounds how do you you know go go about picking your samples and stuff like that um yeah uh, that's a good question actually um so like uh kind of bringing it back to like Demi's point I, I I think a lot of it comes from DIY stuff and I and uh when it came to production you know I downloaded like 
FL studio at like 15 and I was always like making little sounds, like finding sounds, finding samples on Google. And I think that spirit like carried on into now. And I think like I'm branching out a little more and having like my friends play some bass lines, have some friends do some synth chords that I can't really like do myself. Um, you know, sometimes I have friends like, you know, even add some like hi hats, just some sounds like that they probably hear that I won't. Um, I think I'm getting a little more interactive and involved and having people involved on that side. But for the most part, a, a lot of these sounds and stuff come from me and like my imagination. And I think uh, there's been a lot of times where I even have like dreams of like full production, like just like full sounds. Like I'll have a full song and be like, damn, I wish I could just Shazam that like when I woke up. <laughs> so like, I'll try to up my best to like, to just make that sound that I heard in my dream or imagination into like recording or like when I'm in the studio and just like producing. But yeah, it's, it's I think the fun of it comes a lot from being able to do it myself. So yeah, I, I think maybe that's just me being stubborn or whatever, but I, I, I'm tr really trying to just like be more collaborative when it comes to that. But yeah, it's for the most part, a, a lot of it uh, starts with me. What kind of music did you grow up listening to? uh my so my parents exposed me to a lot of like uh earth wind and fire like filipino disco uh, my dad like would give me like Whoa. classic yeah my dad would give me like classic rock quizzes um quizzes it was, <laughs> that's hardcore. Yeah, it was, yeah and that's hardcore if you were to like quiz me now i would fail horribly but it, it's just like <laughs> at that age you know and then my, i think outcast like my dad bought like mm -hmm. the outcast love below speaker box um cd with sean paul too so i was listening to that a lot at one point yeah there was one point where i had Dude, that sounds cool like i want to no yeah <laughs> yeah uh no doubt return to saturn album was a big part of my life it was like the only cd in my cd player at one point um and then my brother exposed me to a lot of like hardcore punk rap like nas mob deep um uh and then even like to to nirvana to black flag to bad brains and uh just other like very underground New York hardcore. I love that you're in yeah, it's, it's, hardcore. It's everywhere. I'm a it's big so beast. I'm, I have, I have, I'm going to show it off. I have a, let me see if I can even see it. I don't know if you see it, but I have a, I have a PMA oh, tattoo. Yeah. I have yeah. a, I have a, I have a new, uh, this is a bad brains tattoo I got. What? From uh, know that. from gnarly gab. <laughs> Shout out gnarly gab. Me and, me and Aquafina share a tattoo artist, gnarly gab. And gnarly gab put this on me a few years ago. Uh, I used to live in DC and I thought maybe the whole bad brains logo, uh, you know, where it, the lightning bolt against the Capitol would be too hardcore. I was like, I don't want to like, you know, get, go to the hospital sometime. They see I have like this anarchist tattoo on me. So I didn't, I was like, <laughs> but I was like, let me get the PMA with the, with the lightning bolt. Anyway, tangent. Yeah. I like it. I like yeah it. Thank you. Thank you. Geek, do you have any tattoos that your fans may not know about? Secret tattoos. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, I just got this one. It says oh. Valencia, and it's the name of the next album. So yeah, <laughs> good, good segue, shameless, good segue. Shameless, uh, shameless uh, album tattoo promotion. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yo, that's let's talk about this new album. Mm -hmm. We got the advance of this thing, and it is beautiful. Oh, thank you. It's thank it's so much fun to listen to. Oh, so uh, you heard it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. We're as, as members of the press. We get access to these things. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you brought it up before we did so we can talk about it. Um, first of all, 
3000 miles, which is the first single from the album, I guess is the first, is that the first single from the album? Yes, it is. Okay. So such a cool sounding song. Thank you. I got to say like all the, the songs on this album, they're short and sweet. We got a lot of two minute long songs on here. So why'd you go with that direction as opposed to, you know, the, the long, longer songs like you did on, on your last album? Yeah. Um, I, I kind of, I love answering that question. Um, because, uh, because for me, I think, uh, when I create music, I also like to, to, um, be mindful of like the listener, obviously. I think, I think most artists are mindful of that. And, um, and for me, I, uh, I like as a, as a listener and like a creator of it, I, I kind of like create a, like what I want to hear. And for me, like, I like long songs if they keep my attention the whole way. And for me, I like to like condense like a four or five, what you can translate in a four or five minute song. I like to put it into two minutes and two, three minutes, something short and sweet. And I, I, I feel like that gives me a lot of room to be imaginative with the production, with the writing. It's like, it's like you're compensating for like something you could do just drag out in five minutes with like a long bridge and all this and that. I rather just boom. It's like, I want you to feel like you're experiencing a five minute song in like two, three minutes. So I think that's kind of like something, one thing I try to achieve when I make music. It's like, I, I really like making it short and sweet and maybe subconsciously it comes from the DIY, like punk background that I came from. It's like, you know, that's true making short songs. Yeah, you got, you got, you know, we just talk about Bad Brains, Bad Brain songs exactly. are like really long, But as so. much as I come from like punk and stuff like that, I come from R&B and soul music and, and a lot of that. So I think it's, uh, you know, it might be an odd blend, but I think that's my way of, of blending it. And, uh, you know, sonically, I want it to sound very soulful. I want it to sound very like smooth, you know? But um, I think sometimes the attitude of it can be like short and it's just like, you know, that's what you get. You know, if, if, if you want to hear more, run it back. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're known to write, produce, mix pretty much a little bit of everything and it's mm -hmm. kind of rare. Um, what's your process like? How do you do that? Which comes first? Yeah. What comes um, first? first to you? Oh, uh, I guess we got to unpack and think about it a little. Uh, <laughs> I, I, you hit him with the hard question, Demi. Whoops. You know, I like, I love it. I love it. Um, I started with, uh, I started with producing um, and just playing instruments. Um, and then I, I think along the way I learned how to mix because not many people in my high school at the time um, really had access to like, you know, microphones or like, you know, software and stuff like that. So I met a friend who had a, had a microphone and like software and uh, he just kind of needed people to record him because he was always the one recording people and recording himself. And he taught me real quick how to like use uh, software and all that stuff. So I, I like picked it up, actually ended up being like super fun. And like, I just got hooked on it. I got hooked to like engineering, to like mixing and just like doing it from home. And there's points where I would end up in studios. And like, if I was ever around an engineer, I would just bug them and just ask them questions, ask them questions. Mm. Um, but like when it comes to mixing, when it comes to singing, when it comes to producing, I see those all as instruments. I, 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 when I can get in the mind space of like seeing them as like just another like guitar I know how to play or a drum set I know how to 
bang on. It's a, it's another instrument for me. And when I can look at it that way, it's just becomes less of like a task. Then it feels like it's, I'm just having fun doing it. And I, and to answer your question, um, it's, it's different every time. Sometimes I'll start with a melody. Sometimes I'll start with, um, with uh, production. Sometimes I'll start with a guitar keys. It, it's just whatever I'm feeling at that moment. And uh, it's, it's really just starts from the feeling for me. You, uh, you are Filipino American. You, um, you grew up with both American and Filipino culture. I actually, one of my good friends from college, uh, is uh, Filipino. I actually did Filipino Christmas in LA several years ago. So I got a taste of that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Shout out Mako Garib. Um, <laughs> tell me about the mixing of the culture, because one thing that's interesting about Filipino culture is that they really, Filipino culture has really embraced Western music. You talked about Filipino disco. They love soap operas. Um, so tell me about the mixing of those two cultures growing up, what you were exposed to and what you took from that. Uh, yeah. Um, so in New Jersey, there was more like a Filipino American community, Filipino community. And when I talk about like church and my parents being involved in church, it was actually very like Filipino specific. And, um, you know, Filipinos are, are like mainly Catholic, Christian and, um, so like that, com I was exposed to that community through like my, my parents' church and stuff, you know, like Filipino Catholic church and, and also just family, obviously I have a big family. I have like hella cousins, you know, aunties, uncles all over the place. So a lot of my family was in the tri-state area or like New Jersey, Baltimore had some family in uh, Philly at the time, um, or like Pennsylvania and maybe not Philly. Uh, just kind of like that area, Northeast area. Um, when I moved to Florida, there wasn't so much exposure to, to, um, Filipino culture, but we would, we would go back home every, every like two, three times a year. So, but, uh, I think, um, I think like growing up, it was like, it, you know, like from, from being a kid to like 12, which is when I moved out of Jersey, um, we would always make a point to have like big family gatherings and stuff like that, where there's a lot of food and this and that. I think when I went to Florida, it like the whole, it kind of struggled with the identity of like, because, because no one knew what like Filipino was, like I had to educate people constantly and like tell them like, you know, I'm not this kind of Asian or this kind of Asian, like I'm specifically like Filipino and like no one even knows what Filipino is. So like I being at such a developing stage of my life where I'm like preteens, a teenager, it's like, it becomes confusing to me too. Cause I'm like, damn, like, what am I? <laughs> but yeah, that's, I mean, like, I think, you know, at the end, end of the day, uh, I, I still was able to maintain like, you know, just like a good sensibility of my culture, though, just through, just through like, being around, just through like, staying in touch with my friends that were Filipino, whether it was friends from Cali, friends from like Jersey, still, and even just a few people I met and actually had a few made a few Filipino friends in um, Florida that ended up being really like, similar to me. And like, in interests and clothes and, and, 
and fashion and stuff like that. So that was also a blessing. Shout out. Shout out my boy, Aaron. Eventually <laughs> <laughs> yeah. went to the West Coast. Um, is that where Only in the West came to surface? Because I love that song. And I was, I was wondering, uh, the West Coast blues, is that a term that you invented? Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I think just like lyrically, that's kind of what came to my head. And um, so like, it's funny because uh, West Coast blues kind of like, it's about me moving from uh, South Florida to here. But the thing is, like in South Florida, I'm from the West Coast of South Florida. So it's also like this play on words, like, I'm like missing the West Coast of of Florida, which is like the Gulf. I'm from the Gulf side. And so like, aka the West. So like, where I'm from that side of Florida, South Florida. And then like, when I moved, I was like, missing Florida, but also like loving living in Cali. So like, it was always my dream to live in California. And also I have like so much family out here in California too. So it's a second home and I have a lot of childhood friends from here too, which is also a really long story, but that's connected to like the church that my parents are involved in. Um, but yeah, I like, I think California is a second home for sure. As much as Jersey and Florida is, those are like my three homes to me. See, I, I've lived all over the country and people give me a hard time for moving around a lot. And so yeah. I, I totally, I totally feel you. I, uh, I did, I'm, I'm in, I'm from Kansas city where I'm at now. I've lived in LA. I'm, I live in Brooklyn full time now. So I totally get that. Um, do you feel like that's like actually kind of helped your, your music that you've been able to kind of shift from place to place and picked up things in different areas from different people? Oh yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. Um, I think, uh, I think I, I picked up a lot of, it's all in my music, you know, like I, my experiences in Florida, my experiences here. Um, I feel like the, I've talked the least about, um, New Jersey. And I think that's something that I want to like bring up more in my future music. Um, Jersey gets a bad rap, but it, there's it, some, it really does. It really yeah. Does. So, so does Florida though. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, um, I think those places like helped me have like tough skin uh helped me like become who i am like just the exposure because like within america like every state is almost like its own country you know it's like its own culture and like mm -hmm. i think those are things that i just picked up uh, along along my life and um put into my music maybe subconsciously or consciously you know what about three thousand miles i've been itching because I mean, everybody will have their own interpretation of mm -hmm. what a song is about. Like that, I think that's what makes art amazing. Is that I can think, I can hear a song and think about something, and you'll you'll hear a song and think about com something completely different. So, what exactly from your words was, or who exactly is that song about? Give us some deets. Give us some deets. <laughs> yeah, give us that. Yeah. The tea. The tea. Um, yeah. So I, I was I was uh, dating somebody at the time, and. Uh, they were in Florida where I'm from and I was here in California and like the distance between the two is 3000 miles. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if that's cheesy or whatever, but like, I think, um, that's, that's basically where it comes from. And, uh, but it, it there's a lot of layers to it too, you know, just like it also is an ode from like me going back to Florida, me going back to Cali. I think at the time when I was writing it, I was taking a lot of trips from Florida to Cali like the most I ever have since I moved here. So I was like there all the time, just there all the time. And yeah, 
Let's talk about this amazing personal style you have. We talked about the beanies. You got the you got the tea. You got the bracelets. You accessorize. Uh, are you one? First of all, you look like like a hype beast, like <laughs> you know, poster child right now. I'm not trying to embarrass you. But cooler, but cooler, cooler. I don't mean to, I don't mean to put you in a box. But tell us about your first of all. Are you a a streetwear drop sneakerhead? Like pay attention to the blogs. Like you like on eBay looking at stuff. Like how into that world are you? Um, I think with clothes, uh, you know, I I I really like what I like. I'm very specific. I, I wouldn't say I'm like waiting for every sneaker drop and looking at every like, you know, like Instagram, uh, you know, about sh street style and and clothes. I, I think for me, I always grew up, uh, I had a few friends that put me on to like uh, sneaker culture at the time. Like I'm kind of older. So like it was forums for me. It was like ISS and and like uh, et cetera, like even Hypebeast forum, like Hypebeast.com forums. Um, and that was kind of like the world I was exposed to initially. And uh, I think I kind of picked and choose what I was into and kind of like went from there. But uh, when it goes back to like the music I listen to, it all goes hand in hand, you know, with my style and stuff like that. I have the sneakers like that I that I'm into, you know, and um, I have like the clothes that, that I'm like into, which is like, you know, just stuff that my friends put me on to and like, you know, different brands and stuff like that um that was my, that no, was my I'm, I'm always on ebay and stuff Dude, that's for that's for sure yeah 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 i'm always at like flea market or like the thrift store like looking for something new or you know you can put, you can put together, you know how to put together a fit that's for sure that's for you sure catch me on the brand sometimes but I think, do you have uh, a prized pair of sneakers do you have like a rare pair of jordans in the closet or like uh, something you really love. I might have a few. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I like the vagueness. I like I like the vagueness. I like that. Like I'm not giving <laughs> away. I'm not gonna give I'm gonna tip anybody off. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all good. What yeah. do you expect from this new album? Is it gonna be I mean three thousand miles? Like what if without giving too much away, what can we expect from you from this new album? Um I think like, a lot more experimentation with my vocals. Uh, I think that's one thing. You worked with a vocal coach recently, right? Uh, yeah, I have. Uh, I'm not gonna lie though; it was only like two sessions on. <laughs> hey, that's all you need sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but but also, um, a couple of years I had like two, three sessions in New York, but that was the most vocal coaching I've ever done, which is like not a lot at all. That Yo, like but that, that takes like that takes, you know, that's that's really cool that you were able to be like, "Yo, I can improve this." And here's what I need to do to improve this. I mean, that takes a lot of guts for an, an already working artist. I mean, you know, uh, um, people knew who you were four or five years ago, and you still didn't think you were good enough. So why did you decide to take that step and improve that side of your game? Um, I think, like, how I had mentioned earlier, um, so I actually, like, used to do YouTube covers when I was, like, 18, 19, and it kind of, like, some of it kind of blew up uh and it was very like singy like very singy are they still and up on youtube no they're not. Oh. They're not. and if they are i am like we'll I don't know find them <laughs> i'm really good at that i'll find them. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, like I, I'm sure you'll find it. But, what did What did you cover? Just give us a couple examples. <laughs> um, I I actually covered uh, Drake, best I ever had, and it was like one of the few covers. Like, it was the it was the only it was the second cover of that song to be uploaded, so it like got kind of big. And uh, <laughs> it was like the Tumblr era, so like I had mm. stuff on Tumblr. Um, this is so embarrassing to talk about, but I think it's so necessary for like to explain, like to like answer your question. But um, yeah, it, it was it was very singing. It was very singing, and I think that's how I started, like singing. And um, but before that, it was always just instruments, production, like rapping, whatever, any everything besides singing, and. Um, one of my best friends, uh, she told me growing up in high school, she told me like, you should sing, like you play beautiful guitar, you should be singing with that. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So I started singing, I started like singing so much R&B because that's kind of where I started. And I think with my music now, I'm taking it back to the roots of like how I started vocally and um, you know, I'm singing. So I, I never did that throughout like my body of work my body of works, I feel like it was more, I think it was a little more like, uh, it was like chiller, you know, it was more on the songwriting side. Like I was trying to write a good song than like, than um, like be vocally impressive or like vocally, like, you know, just like experimental. So I think with this record, I'm being a little more experimental with my vocals. I'm, I'm, um, I'm pushing more of the R&B undertones that always lived in my music and I'm, I'm putting it more out there. And uh, I think that alternative side will always live through my music and even electronic side and, and uh, those sonics will always live in my music. But I think um, part of the evolution is just adding those layers, adding those layers. So yeah, that's really it. Sometimes listening to you, it's, it's almost as if lyrically, um able to step inside and open up your diary um does does lyrics come do, do they come easy to you to write you know do you rewrite are you on those arts that rewrites and rewrites or does it just come out all over the paper i think one thing i i actually realized like super recently was that i suck at writing when i'm like trying to write mm -hmm. and, and i i'm really good at writing something when i'm like vulnerable like super like when i when i'm like low-key sitting in the chair about to like cry type shit, and then i feel like that's when like yeah. i can write something because i'm like i feel like damn like fuck, like i don't know how to say what i'm feeling right now so i'm just gonna like sing this shit, and that's when the lyrics come out like beautifully for me i'm just like damn like it's when i'm like really allow myself to just be in the room and feel like raw feel vulnerable just damn i'm i'm low-key about to like just yo like, you you yeah. you you and i are, are roughly the same age and we yeah. both we came up in the uh the, the screamo emo era a little bit you know did did you did you get into a little my chemical romance a little uh you know simple <laughs> plan that kind of stuff you know yeah, did that kind sure. of have a little influence on you yeah, not so much, but I, I definitely remember it. And I definitely, if you put on one of those songs, I'll be able to sing along. But <laughs> I wouldn't say that it was like a big Because that's what I thought of when you were talking about your emotions and stuff. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I bet this dude, yeah. But I think that's that's just music in general, you know? It's you know, like, 
especially when you're singing and stuff, it's, it requires your emotion, you know, and to yeah. be mindful of it. But I wouldn't say it's to the extent of like being emo and like yeah. feeling like, ah, like, you know, like this angst, like it's Rich, not like- to But that. have you ever shopped at a Hot Topic before? Oh hell yeah, I still do. Okay, okay, okay. You, still you, you still they got, they got, hey, they got good music tees. They got good music. But, you know, <laughs> if you like, I'm not. I'm. I swear, we're not sponsored by Hot Topic. But if you go to Hot the Hot Topic <laughs> website, they got a good variety of like everything there. So mm. yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm sorry. I haven't, I haven't peeped the website yet, but I'll, I'll probably do it today. <laughs> he said, "I haven't peeped the website." I like I'm you. Go, I'll you, probably do it today. I'll probably yeah. Do it today. yeah. 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 We just um, Hot Topic. <laughs> not not sponsored by Hot Topic. Yeah. Send me some. Send me some links. Yeah. 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 Oh man. Well, um, before we let you go, uh, I want to talk about you. Your new album Valencia that's coming out. Uh, what do you have a Do you have a drop date for that? Yeah, it's going to be March nineteenth. March nineteenth is when Valencia new album comes out, and I want to. You had you have like a really great team who worked with you on this album. You had an engineer. We were talking about that rock R&B hybrid and another pioneer of that sound, of uh, that West Coast R&B uh, rock sound, of course, is Frank Ocean. And you actually worked with one of Frank Ocean's engineers on this album, right? Yeah, uh, Jeff Fellows, that's, that's my guy. He, um, we share the same management. We've been trying to work for years. And, you and uh, Frank? Yeah. Are you in the engineer? I'm sorry? Who who are you talking oh, about? Oh, me and the engineer. Me and the engineer. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. and Frank would be sick though. Yeah. I, yeah, that would be that would be great. He actually came to uh, one of my shows like two years ago, in Bowery Ballroom, and that was like that was love. So shout out Frank. What what is what is that? How did that help shape this album? Having having that you know Frank Ocean engineer on on the board on this. Yeah, I think I think even just like aside from like how doing Frank, he had like a lot of experience in, in everything. Like he has a lot of work that I, I just love, even just for stuff he's done for the homies and, and the friends and like and um <laughs> the tag. <laughs> um yeah, it's he's just I just really love the way he works because he really like lets me do my because like because I'm also like someone who mixes and and um you know mixes music and produces and stuff i think he he likes to like keep the creative um ideas that i have um like he kind of like keeps like 70 percent of it and then he'll do his thing like that's technical and take it to the next level and make it sound like like in a million dollar record you know so it's like i really love the the dynamic you know and also shout out nathan phillips who is um who works with Jeff as well. And he works for Jeff at Jeff Ellis Worldwide. So shout out those two guys. They really helped like shape the sound of this this album. Such such great guys. Sweet, sweet, sweet boys, sweet boys. <laughs> well, we're excited for uh what the future holds for you. The 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 album Valencia it sounds great and uh we're we're looking forward to whatever the future holds for you thank you so much for joining us on the show thank you for having me it was a pleasure talking to you. absolutely we'll talk to you later thank you for joining us you can find me on instagram at jordan Edwards studio and you can find demi on instagram at demi underscore ramos thank you for listening and we will talk to you later mm -hmm.